0: Welcome to Mums in the Making Storms grappling with the realities of being a new mum And Rachel is currently pregnant And neither of us has a clue what we're doing And it would appear that neither do any of you This week on Mums in the Making We talk about dealing with the heat in pregnancy Absolutely roasting I felt like a tomato in a greenhouse And our mum squad are on hand with some helpful advice so I actually resorted to going in my car and driving for two hours with the air conditioning on. I give Rachel a reality check when it comes to being a new mum. Yeah, you don't get a shower or a shit alone for the next, I don't know, five years. And we discuss embarrassing things that people say to new mums and expectant mums and people that aren't expecting a baby at all. I am literally, when I think about that, back in that petrol
1: station, watching the look on that woman's face, hearing my mum say that and then fleeing
0: hello hi so let's start at the top do we know what week we're on do we know what size the baby is what we're growing yes she is 26 weeks
1: gestation and that is the size of a turnip (laughs) really oh
0: one of the most boring vegetables
1: (laughs) a nice solid staple of of scottish cuisine (laughs) Um, I should say a full turn up rather rather than the, the mashed up kind and she is two pounds which is hilarious because I feel about 300 <laughs> she's only <laughs> responsible for two of that and uh, she has fully formed lungs this week which is really exciting but uh, she's unable to use them on her own until 36 weeks which I believe is just shy of when you're considered full term so it means that if she came out then she would need a little bit of extra help using those exactly
0: but if she came out now I think once you've passed the 24 weeks I'm sure Carla can clear us up on these stats but once you pass. 24 weeks, the likelihood of the infant's survival um, is very high. Nice. Woohoo! So (laughs) you are past sort of real danger point and you're into, we can think optimistically about this. Great. I think it's probably best at this point to get some of the facts and figures from our midwife, Carla.
2: Advances in medicine mean that the chances of survival for a preterm baby, so that's a baby born before 37 weeks, are increasing all the time and there's loads of research being done into this every day so from 24 weeks the survival rate is approximately 60 percent by 31 weeks you're up to 95 percent and then onwards you've got a really great chance of a positive outcome There's loads of information on the Tommy's website, so I'd urge anyone who is concerned about this to go and have a look on Tommy's. they've got information there for parents with a preterm baby, or if you've been told you're at a higher risk of having a preterm birth, I would go on there and there's lots of support and evidence-based information available for you to have a look at.
0: But that's all very, very exciting and a little bit, makes you feel a little bit more comfortable.
1: Yeah I mean the last couple of weeks has been pretty transformative I'd say on the old brain and general feeling good front so it's been good to she's been moving about a lot Uh, she can open her eyes this week as well. And I'm just imagining that she's opened her eyes and being like, where the fuck am I? What is this place? <laughs> and her only response has to be to try and batter out of it. Um, because we're now at the stage where I look down. First of all, I feel it. And then I look down and my whole belly is rippling across. undulating, Yeah, yeah, while, while she's moving around. And <laughs> it's very... it's very um sandy was like because it's the jurassic park 30th anniversary or something and he's like i know what we could do we could put that glass of water on top of your tummy <laughs> like like in the jurassic park films and the tremble of water as the dinosaur yeah, comes. yeah and he was like that's kind of what it feels like and it genuinely when you look down
0: it does look like that it's that slow boom, boom. So has he felt the belly then, Surely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so... Oh, that's fantastic. To the point that I am now, like, kind
1: of boring him with it. (laughs) Because she's, like... She's battering me all hours of the day and night, and every time it happens, I'm like, Oh, she's awake. And I'm like, hold on to it. Touch it. And she's like, nah. Yeah, fine. Okay. I can do this again. Sure. But he's like much less enthused than he was the first time. First time we had a couple of tears. Uh, I think.
0: Since then, he's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I think Kerr was the exact same. I think by the end, Kerr was like, I do not, you don't need to wake me up at three o'clock in the morning to feel the baby kick. I felt it. I know it's there. As long as he's kicking you, I'm all right with it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing sandy was like eventually he was he said you know obviously i am you know sad that she's kicking you and that's very uncomfortable but i am very glad that she's you know active <laughs> and i was like okay is that you saying no more touching of the belly <laughs> <laughs> Um. so yeah i've just been getting kicked the crap out of for two weeks but weirdly that has made me feel much better because i'm like Woo! She's raring to go.
0: Have you She's, had a uh, moment where you haven't felt a kick for a wee while or you've forgotten whether you felt a kick or not and then you start to get really paranoid and so you spend the whole time being really distracted thinking, just kick me so I know you're there?
1: <laughs> I think that's to come because it's the change in movement, so the sudden drop-off of movement that is when you should contact your midwife or start, you know being more concerned if your baby is active and then goes quiet Mm -hmm. for a few days but she's just been non-stop raving from from five o'clock in the morning is her like wake up time so i wake up because she's giving me a big boot and then just yeah frequently all the way through the day so i've yet to have much of a break 24 (laughs)
0: hour raver sounds very much like she's taking after both her mother and her father at this point (laughs) i know
1: I mean, it was never going to be any other way. I'm now imagining this, like, feral (laughs) kickboxer child. (laughs) Exactly on brand. So, yeah. I mean, I think her dad is eyeing her up as a star striker, you know. He's like, oh, well, you know, get the practice in. So Yeah, she's she's got the kicking. She just
0: needs the accuracy now, and that will come with age (laughs) and development. You know, 36 weeks. We could be aiming for the goal. (laughs) So listen, you're 26 weeks and we haven't spoken for a week. What have you been up to? Tell me about the writer's retreat. Is that part of the reason you're feeling so uplifted?
1: Uh, Possibly, but also I took some time off social media for that week and I believe that was a real reset. Because as we've discussed before, your brain gets so bombarded with all this information and all these videos and all these reels of like inspirational slash terrifying traumatic real life stories about babies and children. Mm. And even actually the kind of funny mum ones that are talking about how the how crap motherhood can be sometimes, a lot of it is quite overwhelming. Particularly when Mm. the algorithms pick up that you're gonna be pregnant or you're gonna be having a baby and they just funnel it towards you all the time right at you yeah so that was actually the most refreshing part is that I took some time to write and find more productive uses for my time than you know watching Instagram reels and freaking out about various things so I think that was that was the real break
0: I think part of the problem with social media is that it preys on your fears so, once it knows you're pregnant, then your fears are things like congenital abnormalities or really scary births or um you know something being wrong with the baby and so that's all it starts to show you, which only compounds your fear and makes your fear feel far more real and like a certainty rather than just something that has a very slim chance of happening uh, i certainly found that when i was pregnant i was like why am i seeing like all these images of children with you know s- special needs and in different conditions why am i not seeing what is statistically more likely to happen that you give birth to you know a, a bouncing baby that's you know perfectly healthy
1: mm. but also stuff i hadn't even worried about before like do i want to freeze <laughs> Some stem cells and all this oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like Do I need to be worried about mm. that? Um. So yeah, I think just taking that time to myself, and I'm at the stage where I'm realizing that time to myself is rapidly running down. <laughs> the, the countdown clock is on. Uh. So I'm feeling more like this is time when I need to make time for myself and. Start doing things because soon I will never be alone again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't get a shower or a shit alone for the next, I don't know, five years. I don't know when you start to get them back. I certainly don't have them at the moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, speaking of, your weekend was a slightly lacklustre Father's Day, I hear.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling hugely guilty about this because it was father's day this week and i had planned everything i'd got all the gifts um, for care i had made a little card with my nct group with his little footprints we'd all helped each other we'd Aww. had like a art attack moment we've got the <laughs> canvas out so that everything can get splattered and painted on We've you know the wet wipes everyone was helping out it was amazing it was lovely and we all got these really sweet cards done Um, for Father's Day and I was getting all excited I had my restaurant booked we were going for a roast at our local and I was ready for a really lovely day I was going to take all the parenting duties and just let her have a nice relaxing day and only get the good bits of work that day. unfortunately I woke up at silly o'clock in the morning with just I'm going to describe it as food poisoning to be polite in the podcast but we all know what the symptoms were so I had that all night into the morning, and uh, Kerr then gallantly said, "Why don't you have a, a long lie and see if you can get up later?" I thought maybe it was food poisoning, but I think to be honest, it must have been a twenty-four hour bug because after the, the vomiting and diarrhoea, lovely had stopped. <laughs> um, I just felt like I'd been hit by a bus. You know when you get the flu and just you know it's not the cold because getting out you wouldn't get out of bed for fifty quid. There was no amount of money yeah. that you could offer me that was going to make it possible for me to get out of bed. So, but I tried and I was trying to look after Otis. And eventually I just had to say to Care, you know, I was getting that hot, sweaty thing. I mean, it was 30 degrees outside as well, but I was getting that sort of like really clammy feeling of just illness. I thought I'm going to pass this on to Otis now and Care's going to get it and the whole family's going to be. So I'm yet to find out whether that's happened. But basically, Father's Day was an absolute write off to the point where Care just took Otis away and uh, didn't go for a roast but instead took him to Nando's. So that must have been a rather sad experience for him to sit there on as Todd like a single dad just chowing down into his spicy chicken.
1: I mean, judging by Otis's track record of restaurants recently it was probably a worse experience than everyone else who wanted a <laughs> Nando's on Father's Day. <laughs> just like chicken legs and like spicy sauce being mm. flung across the restaurant everywhere
0: not to mention the screaming you forgot the screaming yes i'm sure it was oh, yeah. a joyous experience for everybody involved but anyway fast forward 24 hours later i was absolutely tickety-boo i feel you know the joys of spring and um and i'm ready to get back to it so i i don't know what it was it must have been some sort of 24 hour or i'm allergic to father's day <laughs> could also be a possibility so I'm going allergic to allergic res- to dads yeah I'm going to reschedule for next weekend and try and book something lovely so I can appreciate how it wonderfully is because actually the fact that his big day his big day came along and I was ill he never moaned or grumbled at all he just picked up the reins and and played his part and got on with it I just think shows the um the character of ultimate the man. daddy yeah ultimate daddy yeah. It was lovely. So, no, not ideal. Did you do anything for Sandy? After all, he is technically sort of a dad.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Sandy. Feeling
0: less guilty now. Uh, No,
1: I did not. But also, he is off to Glastonbury today. So, I think a free pass for a week at Glastonbury, quite literally, since I got him the job. At Glastonbury volunteering. I feel like that
0: is probably. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, you've done your thing. Listen, you've got other things to focus on, and I love the fact you've let them go to Glastonbury. I can guarantee you, letting them go away for a week will not be happening for a while once that baby's. <laughs> uh, Unless she's up. going with them. <laughs> <him. laughs> cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. Here's the crazy thing is. Even that will make you feel uncomfortable. You think now, like, that's a blessing, right? You get no responsibility, your husband's taking the baby away, but you'll be like, oh, gosh, no, but then I won't be able to see them. So on one hand, you can't cope, and the baby's crying all the time and needing you all the time, and you just want a bit of time to yourself. And on the other hand, you don't want any time to yourself because then you'll be apart from this crying, needy baby that you're desperate to be (laughs) needed by. It is like the, the biggest sort of whirlwind of emotions you will experience but it's wonderful and I know everyone will describe it as that and it will make no sense until you have the baby and then it will all make perfect sense (laughs) I mentioned that it was 30 degrees Uh, and I was just thinking of you because pregnancy and heat are not a good combination nah
1: and I I was actually saying to someone today and I know there's a lot of chat on twitter and things at the moment about how are the brits unable to cope with this weather with these temperatures in america we do this all the time and it's like yeah but you have air conditioning and you're also just built for heat whereas we like are constantly cold in this country and then suddenly we've got this freaky climate change apocalyptic sunshine (laughs) and that's what's been going on i have been roasting like a fat ham (laughs) in an oven (laughs) like i i went on the retreat last week it was amazing it's in this beautiful spot near inverness but it's up on a hill so technically it should be more rainy Baltic. and the, vi- the vibe is very like a cozy cottage they have a hobbit house when you look at the instagram it's like roaring fires and blankets and exactly the kind of scottish writers retreat that you want to go on but it was like, absolutely roasting it, i felt like a tomato in a greenhouse oh my it was god and the so, last thing you so need warm. is
0: tweed and tartan carpets when it's 30 degrees <laughs> yeah. outside but but
1: it was I had the window open the whole time. Good news was too hot for midges because the window's had to be open and I could have ended up a very um munched tomato. And I was just going for showers and then lying in bed and waiting to dry. Some days it was really 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 hot. Uh and I just feel as well <laughs> like expanding in the heat. So it has it has been I don't know how people even with air conditioning can cope in countries like places like Dubai and you know Jakarta and all these places because you are so so warm so yeah I'm uh, in normal circumstances I would be out sunbathing trying to get a tan lapping it up but now I'm just so thankful that we never booked a holiday (laughs)
0: thank goodness that
1: passport was out of date yeah i know i'm in here like a little troll just like oh it's raining thank god like i'm willing the rain on it's never before happened
0: so otis Um, was a july baby so he was just before yours but we had like a ridiculous uh, summer in fact it was the hottest day of the year when otis was born and in our maternity ward the woman next to me you know how there's just a curtain um so at one point you just heard a thud and this like curtain blow out towards my bed and the woman next to me had fainted because no. of the heat. It she I mean, it was unbearable. Um so much so that I desperately begged the midwife to let me go home like twenty four hours after I had given birth to Otis. I mean, I think she let me go maybe 32 hours but i I got away pretty quickly just because it was obviously so uncomfortable for everybody and already had been experiencing the heat before that so i was i was like you i was just hiding in the house just like you know putting ice cream on my head rather than <laughs> in my face because of the gestational diabetes just anything to cool myself down and use ice cream um, I'm, so, I'm sorry but the,
1: the image of you being banned from eating the ice cream because of the gestational <laughs> diabetes and instead slathering it slathering yourself with it to cool down like, life is
0: so unfair <laughs> <laughs> now, as much as slathering yourself in haagen sounds delicious, it's probably not medically advised to cool you down. But here's some of our mum squad with the things that they did in pregnancy to keep cool. Hi Storm, it's Fiona here, mum of twins. So last year when I was pregnant with my twins, it was 40 degree heat in London. It was really, really unbeatable. Um, So I actually resorted to going in my car and driving for two hours with the air conditioning on. It was desperate times, so desperate times equals desperate measures. Hi Storm, I craved ice pops in each pregnancy, didn't matter what type or brand. That was the only thing that satisfied me at the time. I was swimming the whole time. I was someone who had a baby in July of summer last year when it was like 40 degrees. So my way of keeping cool
2: was at peak periods of the day when the heat was high, I'd disappear for a quick swim. And what would Carla suggest? Being pregnant in the summer and being hot is just sometimes no fun. Simple things you can do to help are making sure that you're taking enough fluid, so lots of water to make sure that your wee, your urine, is a nice pale colour. And then simple things like having a cold funnel or a towel around your neck or on your pulse points, on your wrists, that can be quite nice. A water spray, a mist, um, cool loose clothing just to help. And then also don't be feeling guilty for just going inside and putting your feet up There's no need to be doing anything strenuous when you're heavily pregnant in the summer. Go inside, pop your feet up, get a nice cold drink, put that cold flannel on the back of your neck and just take some chill time to get out of that heat.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was doing anything to cool down. I very much sympathise with you because that was horrendous and so when this summer came around I was really looking forward to it because I was like I finally get to go outside and enjoy the garden and sit out in the sun and then you realize babies can't so you what are you going to do just leave him in the shade while you sit in the (laughs) sun I mean there's it's very difficult to negotiate a spot in the park where he is in the shade and you're in the sun and you're both quite happy about that situation so inevitably I have just sat in the shade too and plastered on fake tan this time oh see I mean the will
1: to fake tan shave or any of these self-care activities that involve any kind of reaching or stretching around (laughs) the mass that is my body my, my desire to do any of these has really dropped off in the last wee while so yeah I'm just pasty Just a pasty, larger lady these
0: days. (laughs) You brought up one of the more controversial things about sort of later pregnancy, and that is shaving. You must be getting to the point now where that's getting quite difficult.
1: Yeah. Just in terms of seeing what you're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. A (laughs) hundred percent. I'm taking a good old bash at it, though. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's like, just just imagine comparing it to like <laughs> when a child does a drawing or something and shows their parent and you're like oh yes <laughs> like, after any shave attempt I'm like how did I do <laughs> Like, yeah yeah good yeah <laughs> don't know what you're going for but <laughs> it's, it's fine um but yeah I, I'm also i thankfully not a very hairy person of all my complaints about my body i'm not someone that that grows here very quickly so (laughs) if sandy were here he might be in the background like what is she talking about but genuinely i don't i I don't really get very hairy so it's it's not too much of an issue
0: I remember in the early days of doing the podcast, actually just talking about sort of body issues, you were you weren't that comfortable with your body changing. Now that you're further on in your pregnancy and you are most definitely pregnant, and you're able to tell people, um, how are you feeling about it? Are you how do you feel about your bump? Well, it's
1: funny because. <laughs> We listened to the the earlier podcast where I'm talking about my body changing and I'm so upset by it. And I just listened to it and was like, ha! (laughs) (laughs) It's like when, and I'm sure so many women can relate to this, when you look at old pictures of yourself looking banging and you're like, I thought I was fat there. I made myself miserable every day. Because I didn't like my thighs, or because I thought I didn't have a flat stomach, or because I felt like my arms were too chubby, and you look at the old picture and you're like, "God damn, what a waste!" <laughs> because <But>, I, because <laughs> I was hot there, and I've like spent my life thinking that I'm fat and ugly, and that's how I feel listening to the early earlier podcasts because I'm so big now, by comparison, and obviously have made my peace with it so much more. But I think. The combination of being very sick and my body changing and my boobs just, like, going friggin' galactic as they have. That all coming at the once was so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now I have made my peace with it. And also just, like, leaning into it, I guess. Like, I know that whenever I go anywhere now... People are like, there's a heavily pregnant woman, which you don't get in the beginning. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you would still be at a stage where people would be worried about congratulating you. Yeah. <laughs> I went to get a new pair of trainers yesterday, actually. <laughs> the guy came up and it's the first experience I've had of a complete stranger assuming that I'm pregnant. Now, I will say I'm obviously massively pregnant, but... I still admire the like guts of someone who will just flat out like just assume. yeah so um <laughs> i was getting my shoes i'm getting measured for shoes on this little fancy like digital fit sizing machine and this guy appeared <laughs> out of nowhere at the side and was like are you seeing how big they are now because of you know <laughs> <Yeah>. like so- <laughs> sorry it's like are you seeing how much they've grown in pregnancy <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Whoa, laughs> okay it really caught me off guard <gasps> and then he was like because they do get bigger <laughs> he just launched <laughs> into this like advanced pregnancy foot swelling knowledge from a guy like, literally over my shoulder this lovely bearded guy <laughs> and he worked in the
0: shop <laughs> before. thank goodness want to make that clear <laughs> just a roaming foot fetish so where does his knowledge of feet in pregnancy come from? Well, he's obviously very good at his job um, and knows
1: a lot about the machine uh, and clearly has measured lots of people in life. So he just knew that your feet grow, <laughs> your, your feet grow, that your feet grow during pregnancy. But it was so weird because I was like, yes, I am very pregnant. And yes, my feet might be a different size. But it just completely caught me off guard. It's different when a fellow mum on the tube goes, or on the train or wherever goes, when are you due? And is it your first?
0: Yeah, because they can see it, yes. Because that's very
1: different. And they have the, you have a kind of knowing mum mm. look. And then you can talk about things. But a random bearded foot measuring guy, <laughs> that really... That That takes some
0: confidence, I have to say. That also poses another question.
2: Why do our feet get bigger in pregnancy? Let's ask Carla. Swollen feet and swollen hands during pregnancy are really common. It's caused by the excess fluid that we hold when we're pregnant, pooling around our feet and our ankles. And also the weight of that growing womb and your baby can reduce the circulation to your legs, and that can cause the swelling to increase. If this has come on gradually, it's not usually anything to worry about. and put your feet up as much as possible just to take that pressure off if you've suddenly noticed the swelling and if the swelling is in your hands and also your face then this could be a sign of preeclampsia especially if it's also associated with other symptoms of headache visual disturbances or flashing lights and any pain to the top of your tummy or your bump if you have any of these symptoms really important that you call your maternity assessment unit We'll invite you in. We'll run some tests to rule out preeclampsia. Preeclampsia can be very serious in pregnancy. So if you do have this, we need to get that managed as soon as possible.
0: Wait till you get this one, though. The other day I was walking home and uh, I passed a neighbour and I stopped to have a wee chat with her. Now she's not a neighbour to hold her tongue or not say what she's thinking and we were just generally chatting and then we were talking about Otis and then she said don't take this as rude but are you having another one because you've got a bit of a belly on you No! No! (laughs) I said no Jackie I'm just fat Thanks for that (laughs)
1: That's my worst nightmare. Actually, worst nightmare is probably saying it to someone else. Like, I try never yeah. to assume because one time my mum, we were at, like, a petrol station and, oh, God, she, like, looked over the counter and she said to this woman, oh, congratulations, I didn't realise you were expecting. And the woman was like, To me? No. <laughs> and and mum, to make it better, went, oh, sorry, it's just when I saw your belly. And I... When I say that I ran <laughs> out of that petrol station like there was smoke I'm coming sweating. out of me. I'm
0: literally I'm having anxiety <laughs> sweats for your mom. There.
1: I was I've been traumatized by that ever since it's like a core memory. You know what people talk about core memories. I I yeah. literally when I think about that back in that petrol station watching the look on that woman's face Hearing my mum say that and then fleeing, honestly. I can't believe it happened to you, though. You do not look like you're having a second baby, just for the record. Oh, listen,
0: I'm a bit heavier than I used to be, but actually what I've done is, going back to what you said earlier and the fact that you used to look at pictures of when you were younger and think, God, I look amazing there, yet yeah, I thought I was fat. I am looking at my body now, which is nowhere near what it was prior to pregnancy. That has nothing to do with Otis. That has to do with me gorging on food post-baby. Um, so, But I'm looking at my body and I'm thinking, do you know what? I could lose a bit of weight. I'm going to try and lose a bit of weight and eat healthier and, and move more and do all of those things. But actually, there's going to come a day where I would look back at this body I'm looking at right now. And think she looks amazing. Yeah. So I'm just going to look at it from those eyes and think, you know what? I might be a bit heavier than I was before. Jackie may think I'm pregnant. <laughs> but, but but no, I look okay. I'm happy with me. And I, and I do kind of feel that way now. But I remember at your stage absolutely loving the bump. Like, are you doing that rubbing the bump thing? Are you... Or at the moment, are you just trying to protect yourself from the kicks that are happening yeah, within? Yeah, it's
1: mostly me going, oh, for God's sake, oh! <laughs> like, like when you're listening to someone play a video game like Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> I I could easily soundtrack the impact noises. Um, but aside from that, i have just, yeah, embracing it a bit and I think just feeling more like my stomach is clearly massive because I've gone through a general all body expansion (laughs) but if I focus on the fact that my bump is the main part then that's making me feel better and I'm swimming now which I've started again I used to be a good swimmer and now I'm doing it as my really only form of exercise and it is lovely i mean don't get me wrong i am getting lapped by elderly ladies in the pool (laughs) like they are really just shuttling that lane (laughs) while i do like a cam breaststroke and i do feel slightly like a manatee but it makes me feel amazing and i feel like i agree with what you're saying you know there's got to be a part where you accept that your body is your body doing all these wonderful things and all the wonderful things yours has done and it's just keeping you alive like why are we so rude to it all the time 100 <laughs> just...
0: we're so focused on whether we fit into our clothes and we forget the purpose of clothes are actually to fit us <laughs> like i think sometimes we psychologically have it the wrong way around like i must fit into these size eight jeans well how about you just put the size 12s on and yeah, feel yeah. comfortable just just yeah. a thought way better well, on that lovely note, we can leave it there this week and uh, I'll catch up with you next week and find out how the swimming's going. Bye-bye. See you later. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Mums in the Making. Join us next week when I talk about the highs of being a new mum and Rachel reaches new lows of being pregnant. Now, if you want to get involved in the podcast and become part of our Mums squad, then follow me on Instagram at Storm Huntley and send us a voice note. But until next week... It's bye for now.